This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Hello, this is Peter Stewart. Welcome to episode three of the Planet Rygate podcast. Hope you're well. In today's show, we're going to be hearing about the Harlequin Theatre and their arts takeover event, which is happening in October. Yes, I know there are some problems with the Harlequin building itself, but we'll still bring you that interview that I've done with the Arts Development Officer so you know what kind of events are due to take place, and also we will update you as well on the latest as we know it at time of recording. Now, you know, last week we spoke with Renee Cantor, the girl who gardens and blooming Earlswood, a couple of brands to her name, And we spoke to her, didn't we, about Earlswood's best front garden. And the most nominated front garden belonged to Dev. And this week I caught up with Renee and Dev in that said front garden. And I had a bit of a tour and spoke to him about his gardening, his passion for that, how he loves to share knowledge as well. You really won't want to miss our chat with Dev. Such an inspirational man, such a fantastic garden as well. Hear more about him during the course of today's show. Plus, Be Your Own Birth is a local group which is run by Becca. And I had a lovely afternoon speaking with Becca a few days ago. And that's all about calming yourself before you give birth and also making sure that your partner is calm as well. So what are the tips and tricks to get in the right mindset for pregnancy and giving birth? Plus, Becca talks to us about some of our local hospitals and how well their maternity units are doing as well and about an upcoming course that she's going to be presenting locally in the next short while. Plus, we've got Crack the Code, we've got the Planet Rygate stars, we've got an appeal for you, we've got a brand new feature about hidden treasure, which you won't want to miss. Julie is our guest on that from the Children's Trust and our 60-second soundscape. There's an awful lot going on. So if you want to go to a certain item, then why don't you go to our show notes and listed there will be the time codes for where you need to skip to if you want to find one of those particular interviews. But make sure you follow us, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share and tell your friends as well all about the Planet Rygate podcast. This is the Planet Rygate podcast with Peter Stewart. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. And some good things to do due to take place with the Harlequin Theatre Redhill and their arts takeover, which is happening in October. Lots of things going on. You're going to be hearing our interview with the Arts Development Officer for Rygate and Banstead Borough Council in a few moments' time. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, hold on. Wasn't there some news about the Harlequin Theatre, the actual building during the course of the week? Yeah, absolutely. Because they did find what they think might be some of that kind of crumbly concrete, the rack concrete, yeah, that was put into places in the 80s and the 90s. And there was one time during the course of this past week where both the Harlequin and the library were closed while they investigated. They had surveyors in to do what surveyors do to check whether or not that concrete was present. Well, the library opened after about 24, 36 hours. However, we do know that the Harlequin Theatre is going to be closed through until a 20th of October. So where does that leave the arts takeover event, which was due to be happening in and around that theatre in a couple of weeks' time? Well, 
my best advice to you at the moment is to make sure that you're following the Harlequin Theatre uh, social media pages because they'll have all the latest. I know there are some talks behind the scenes at time of recording about where those events are going to be taking place in and around the town, but nothing's been signed off as I record this. So make sure that you follow the Harlequin Theatre, Red Hill, their Facebook page, Rygate and Banstead Borough Council, look on the social media, look on the local Facebook pages for some of our local groups as well, and I'm sure you'll hear about it. And that's really important because obviously we want to be supporting the local arts scene in Rygate and Red Hill, the whole Planet Rygate area. I'm still going to be playing our interview with Kay because I want you to be aware of the whole breadth of arts and entertainment which is due to be happening over the Arts Takeover Week. Planet Rygate podcast, I'm Peter Stewart and we're in the Harlequin now, the Harlequin Theatre in Red Hill and you may be able to hear we're actually in the auditorium and from Rygate and Banstead Borough Council, the Arts Development Officer Kay Hymus is with me. Kay, what is the Arts Takeover? Well, it's a week-long festival where we are using the theatre to put on lots of different arts events to showcase the role of art and getting creative plays in boosting people's physical and mental health. Because arts is yeah. really wide school, isn't it? I think a lot yeah. of people perhaps instinctively think arts as in artistic, as in artwork, as in a picture, but I don't think we've got any kind of artists here per se, have we? We've got lots of performers. We have. We have got two art sessions. Uh, we have a, a clay little figure okay. making on the Friday and we have an art for well-being workshop taking place on the Monday and a photography workshop as well. But you are right, art's really, really broad. And what I'm trying to show, or we're trying to show, I should say, is that getting creative can take many forms. Dance and music and expressing yourself And we also really strongly believe that nobody should be shut out of a cultural life because of their income or their status. So we've designed the programme to try and have broad appeal because not everybody enjoys drawing. They might enjoy coming and doing belly dancing. Yeah, belly belly dancing. dancing. Now, that is something really unusual that we've got going on here. Should should we go through some of the performers who are getting... You've got a whole sheaf of leaflets there that we're going to work our way through briefly, just to kind of whet your appetite. More details, of course, on the website. So, yes, belly dancing. And also, I know we're going to be catching up with Mark as well on the Planet Rygate podcast. He's your ukulele player. He's going to be doing a quick ukulele workshop for an hour or so on the Saturday. Who else have we got? He is. Okay, and we've also got Rygate's Queen of Crime Writing, Nikki McKay, who's leading a crime writing panel, which will be really enjoyable and engaging, so people can come and ask if they enjoy writing themselves and ask the panel questions, but she wants to explore as well why we are so fascinated with crime fiction. Okay, well, Nikki is also going to be a guest on the Planet Rygate podcast soon, so we're looking forward to that. Um, And uh, who else have we got? Who else is on your list? We've got an African drumming and dance workshop with Kyra Caffo on the Thursday. What we were hoping people to do is they can come in, do a bit of exercise, and it is really, really, really good fun. And then you can go and watch Woodsy, and Woodsy is quite special to us at the Harlequin because his first performance was at Star for a Night back in 2008. And he's now one of the UK's leading flow poets. He's open for Stormzy. He's performed his poems on Sky Sports ahead of a Chris Eubanks Jr. fight. 
His poetry has taken him all over the world. For example, he leaves us on the Thursday and he's flying to Las Vegas for some poetry convection. So we're really, really excited to welcome him back. So um, we've got kind of that poetry and the rapping and the ukulele and the belly dancing yeah. and the crime writing. Already I can see yeah. that there's a huge breadth of, of artistic talent coming in. There is. We all know that feeling when you go and watch a gig, if that's your thing, or you go to the theatre and watch live performances. That's just as important. So we have on the Saturday lots and lots of our local talent performing for us, which we're really excited about. Uh, We have the Include Choir, and they will be inviting people to come and sing and sign with them as well. They're just fabulous. Morris dancers who began... Now, these Morris dancers, <laughs> these are different. I was looking at them a little yeah. bit earlier on, but these are really out there, aren't they? These are a bit kind of yeah. weird, actually. Yeah. Fantastically. Fantastically. And they began their journey in Merstham. Their sort of journey began with sort of based on local legends, and they dance with masks on. So I'm hoping that that will be a bit of a turning point and mm. show that dance can be interpreted in different ways. And we have, after them, we've got KCA performing. They will be doing some of their cheerleading routines and they're four times world champions. Their participants are from mainly two local schools, St Bede's and the Carrington School. So that will be really exciting and they are amazing to watch. They, I just saw them at Run Rygate and they really blew the crowd. And we've got a couple of other choirs. We've got the Include Choir who are sort of singing as Woodsy finishes which will be nice for people, I think, so that contrast. And a new choir, the Soundtracks Choir, where they sing sort of songs from the movies. <laughs> so if you've always fancied belting out the Titanic theme tune, <laughs> come and join in with them on the Monday evening. It's kind of something for everyone, isn't it? And yeah. I think from memory, there's something for, for kids and babies as well, yeah, is that right? That's, yeah, that's Nina Jingle Bugs. Nina Bromham's leading that session, who also leads the Unison Choir, that's for the under fives and it's fabulous and yeah. these are through the days and yeah. some in the evening you've got to yeah. check out the website we'll give you the website details in a moment but first of all Kay, just 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 finally we do pretty well for arts locally don't we i mean mm. i've had chats with dozens of dance groups and choirs and orchestras and mm. adult activities toddler activities mm. all with that really wide breadth yeah. of of what arts is i, I think we're we're pretty good here, aren't we, in the Planet Rygate area? We are, yes. And especially, you know, it's funny, we are covered with dance here. We've touched on two, you know, the mm. belly dancing, but we've got Rygate School of uh, Ballet and Commercial Dance who are been around and I think a lot of people's children have come up through this school and they're leading an adult ballet dance session for us on the Monday as well as performing. And we have Star Steppers, because it is strictly season, I think, yes, as well. Yes. So that always, I think, encourages people to think, oh, I might have a go at mm-hmm. that. And Star Steppers, they're performing as well, and they are leading a contemporary dance on the Fridays. Yes, yeah, so please have a look at the website, and there's lots of other events. I should also mention with Woodsy, he's very kindly leading some poetry sessions with local schools. So we've got Merston Park and Carrington coming in with some of their students. And I haven't told you about the tree, have I? The tree? What is the tree? Not Christmas tree, no, surely? Not, not yet. Uh, okay. Christmas tree. We've got a poetry tree. And for people who are participating, we're going to encourage them to write their own poetry and decorate the tree with the poems and then perhaps turn them into some kind of book of poems from around the area. I think art is just so important, is it? Because it's something that you can do by yourself in a kind of meditative time. You can sit by yourself Mm. and you can draw or you can model or something like that. Mm. Or you can get together with a group and do some art like Mm. singing 
where it's you but performing with other people or something like cheerleading mm. you're relying on other people to help you and you're yeah. helping other people it, that, it it's quite a it's a community thing isn't it i guess that's what i'm saying yes it is a community thing and i think what people underestimate is how good it makes people feel it's a week celebrating connection and creativity that was our bit of our strap line so i really hope people do get behind it and get involved and we hopefully can make it an annual thing that's what i would like to see and what's the website address where do people go for more it's, information it's the harlequin website address harlequintheatre.co.uk forward slash events and can i just mention as well that's something that's really new direction for us we've got an adult storyteller coming in who mm. is amazing and the participants actually become part of the story i have seen him and i was quite blown away and i think people will find that quite intriguing if they sign up for him on the tuesday afternoon there is so much yeah. going on you see actually between you and me listener i tried to stop Kay talking two or three times but she came oh one more thing yeah. one more thing one more thing there's so much going on so check out the uh, the website for more details at the time of recording, we still don't know where those events are actually going to be held. So as I say, do make sure that you keep your eyes open. The latest we've got, incidentally, is that the Harlequin Theatre and Cinema will remain closed until Friday the 20th of October, while specialist survey work goes on following the discovery of reinforced autoclaved aerated concrete. Uh, this will give us time to better understand the full extent what work may be needed and the timescales for these, according to the council. Quote, we know how important and loved the Harlequin is by the community. Sadly, we'll need to cancel or postpone all of the shows and our events at the popular venue until the 20th of October. We appreciate how disappointing this will be to our customers and the wider community, but everyone's safety must come first. And that quote goes on. We're working closely with the building's managing agents and further updates will follow as we learn more. We really appreciate your patience while this important work goes on and customers with tickets for the performances or those with events or bookings up until the 20th of October will be contacted directly as soon as possible. So that's the latest we've got on the Planet Rygate podcast. Planet Rygate is the castle at Betchworth and the castle in Rygate. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. And I'm Peter Stewart and a little bit later on we'll be hearing from Becca. I caught up with her having a walk in Priory Park. It's OK, it was arranged. We've arranged to meet there. And Becca is the person behind Be Your Own Birth, which is a local group to help you have a great, easy and healthy pregnancy. So you won't want to miss that. Details of her courses as well. But first, an update to something we ran last week on the Planet Rygate podcast. <laughs> Renee Cantor is the girl who gardens, and another one of her hats is running Blooming Earlswoods. And out of that came the Best Front Garden Award. Yeah, she was after, as you heard in the show last week, 100 front gardens in the Earlswood area, which make people smile as they walk past. And the most nominated garden belonged to Dev. Dev was the winner, if you like. Everyone was a winner, but Dev's garden was the most nominated. So, in view of that, 
Renee and I decided that we would pay Dev a visit. He hadn't been long back from a holiday and there we were knocking on his door. It was all arranged. We caught up with Dev and he invited us to have a look round his garden. This one is aloe vera and uh, hibiscus. You see the tomato in the corner there? This one is hibiscus. Oh, is that hibiscus? Hibiscus, but this one is tropical hibiscus. I was just going to say, it's yeah. a red colour. Red colour, and it has to go inside in winter. This one I, is my fuchsia, you know, all of my fuchsia here, my friend. In here, there's about 10 different types. All the this, greens are this is my favourite, my jasmine. Can you smell it? Mm. <laughs> and in the evening, it smells very, very nice. I've got roses. This one is cafe au lait. You know this one? And this one is blue tea. You know blue tea? Yeah, they make tea with this one. Uh, this one, you know, uh, celery. You know, because I, I like cooking, I have all my herbs here. Mm-hmm. So thyme, flat parsley. I'm going to t- ask you to taste something now. You taste it. This is my sugar. This is stevia. They make sugar with it. Okay. Yeah. This one is thyme basil. And this one is from Morocco. Moroccan made. That's so fresh, the smell of it. That lemon babino. Yeah, when I went to Morocco, they put Moroccan meat and this together, and sugar in hot water, it may give you tea. So the mint and the lemon? Yeah, this is how I learned it. Ah. So I got this, and I'll make you a tea later if you like. This one is, I think it's it's, it's, uh, Vietnamese coriander. When you eat Japanese soup, that's what they put in. And this mm. one, you know lemon balm, this one? That's one of my favourites. Mm. Mm. Now, I've got this one. It's tarragon from Mexico. And you can see the yellow flower. This is my chili tree, look. <laughs> now, this one is made from Japan. So I've got herbs from all over the world. This one is Japanese mint. Japanese mint. This one, you know, we have got um, the normal basil. And then this one is uh, wild marjoram, this one is. That's one, you know, sage. This one, you know, is Greek, Greek basil. And then, you know, uh, this one is uh, horseradish. This one is rosemary. Uh, onion, you know, this one is spring onion. I've got three types of chili. Uh, this one is white chili. But this one is my favorite. This is the best one. You got a nice taste and a nice flavor when you eat it. I've got some pickle with it. But it's, it's got a very, very nice flavor, this one. But this one is like cayenne pepper, this one. And this one is a different type of pepper as well. And then this is a Moroccan meat. Lemongrass from Indonesia, this one. But here is turmeric. Yeah, you can smell it as well. This one is, a, they call it angel trumpet. You know, in the evening when you come here, this one smells very, very nice. I've got two colors. This one is a yellow, like an orange color. And this one is a white color. It opens up. Open up in night time. Some of the spice that like herbs I put in my cooking, I go, I take from here. Yeah. Because I you know because I I can cook Mauritian food. Whatever I cook is in my garden. <laughs> Suppose I do a pasta. I come in here. I get a bit of basil, Greek basil, normal basil, a bit of um, a thyme. A bit of you know whatever kind I can put add to it. I just add it and it come very nicely. Then sometimes I do like a salad. Then I put mint together with it, or I put a bit of um, basil together with it, and it come very nice. This is how my you know how I spend my time basically when I'm not working. <laughs>
We just loved having a conversation with Dev, having a tour of his front garden. I, I, I think I was just smiling, and so was Renee, and so was Dev for about an hour that we were there. Great hospitality from Dev and his wife as well. We'll hear more from Dev a little bit later on in the show, and you can hear about his love for gardening, and also there's a special surprise as well. And as you probably worked out from his accent and what he was saying, uh, Dev from Mauritius, and a lot of his garden is from kind of places around the world and some of those plants reminding him as you heard there about growing up in Mauritius as well now you're probably thinking I'd love to see that garden it sounds absolutely fantastic it's like a little tropical paradise uh, just off St John's Road it's 132 St John's Road it's just before it's between those two railway bridges yeah that you probably know RH1 6EB it's right on the corner little tricky to park it has to be said but um, uh, if you can get there and just kind of look over and if Dev is uh, is working in the garden the other side of the wall have a word with him because as you'll hear a little bit later on he'd love you to do that and he'd love to talk you about all of the plants in his garden and also what we what we got as well was a lot of little taste tests of some of those herbs that he was mentioning there he would snatch a leaf here and pass it over to us to uh, to have a little taste or crush it within our fingers and have a smell and so on the fragrance is absolutely beautiful so again 132 st john's road in redhill rh1 6eb you're listening to the planet rygate podcast and we've got a new feature a little bit later on called Hidden Treasure. Tell you about that towards the end of the show. We've got our Planet Rygate stars still to come. We've got an appeal. We're talking about local litter collection, but also something that we do every single week is Crack the Code. Crack the Code, our weekly game for Surrey spies. So, Crack the Code is where we give you clues to a set of numbers somewhere in the planet Rygate area and ask you to identify where that location is and what those numbers are. Now, I've got several suggestions for what last week's code was, so let's punch them in and see whether you're right. One, eight, four, nine... Yeah, one. Thank you. One eight four nine was the answer for last week's crack the code location. We need another location. From me, Peter Stewart, in the studio. To me, Peter Stewart, somewhere out there. Where are you, Peter? So a noisy one this week. I'm on the A25, just coming into town from Buckland. And just opposite the end of Norbury Road, there is a house with some big numbers right at the top. In the apex of the house, what are those numbers? Four digits on a house just opposite Norbury Road on the A25, just coming into town. Crack the code this week. Write down those four digits. From Rygate and Red Hill... Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham. Great stories from places you love and people you know. 
Still to come on the Planet Rygate podcast this week, episode three, we've got Hidden Treasure with Julie Beams from the Children's Trust. Also, we've got our 60-second soundscape. We've got an appeal. We've got our Planet Rygate stars. And if you don't know what that feature is all about, it's where we praise local people who've done really good things. It's a kind of good neighbour award. It's kind of local heroes, that kind of thing. But obviously fitting in the name of the Planet Rygate podcast, we're calling them Planet Rygate stars. That's still to come. Also, we're going to be hearing a little bit more from Dev as well, the winner of the most nominated, if you like, of Earlswood's Best Front Garden Award. But first of all, let's catch up with Becca, because uh, she runs courses and trainings, and you can either go to her or she will come to you. If you're in any stage of pregnancy, or indeed if you're trying to get pregnant as well, And she wants to help you and your partner and the rest of your family have a really easy, straightforward and most importantly, healthy pregnancy and birth. We caught up in Priory Park, went for a bit of a walk, talked about the courses that she does, about how hypnotherapy and relaxation can help. And also we touched on how good the local maternity services are in our local hospitals. Here she is talking with me for the Planet Rygate podcast. I'm Rebecca Mills and I run a hypnobirthing and antenatal business called Be Your Own Birth. My first child eight years ago, it was a bit of a a horrible birth experience. So when it came to having my second child, I thought I want it to be a different birth experience. I want it to be a much more positive experience and I don't want a repeat of what happened first time round. So I looked into hypnobirthing. And I found a lovely girl who I'm still very good friends with. And actually, we do a podcast together. And she did hypnobirthing with me, taught me all the techniques and taught me everything I needed to know. And because of that, it was such a different, wonderful experience with my second child. I thought this is what I should have had first time round. This is how it really should be. And looking back, I realised everything that happened first time round was because I didn't really understand about birth I didn't understand my choices you know I wasn't able to practice relaxations because I didn't know any techniques and the breathing techniques and I thought if I'd known this first time round it could have been a really different birth experience just like it was for my second. And what do you reckon the, the reason is behind that is it because people working in the maternity system in the NHS you know, love for the bits, they do a fantastic job, but they perhaps sometimes forget that people are going through this experience for the very first time. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, um, the midwives are absolutely fantastic, but they are very overstretched. You know, it's, it's well known that there's not enough midwives in the system. And that does mean that, you know, they have a lot of people on their books and they don't necessarily have the time to spend that one-to-one time with each woman. You know, it's very much a case of if you're having a hospital birth, they'll do all the process of checking you in and checking on you every so often. But they have usually a lot of women on their books especially if it's a busy day in the maternity ward and they can't sit there and spend that quality one-to-one time with a woman say right how are you feeling do you want to practice some relaxation techniques and sort of doing all these things so Um, it's kind of left to you to to find the books and the websites and the podcasts and things like that and do that yourself absolutely and they do say to women you know look into methods such as hypnobirthing because we can't sit there and do it with you so it really is a case of the the woman going away and practicing it so she can use it 
during labour, really. What is hypnobirthing? Let's talk, it, it, it sounds like Good a kind question. of relaxation technique, is it? To yes. kind of calm your breathing and calm your whole body and your mind? Personally, I don't really like the term hypnobirthing because I think when people hear hypno, they get images of like, you know, Las Vegas where people are on stage being hypnotised and start barking like a dog, you know, all these images come. But it's nothing like that at all. So actually hypnobirthing, it's actually a birth preparation programme. And what that means is, yes, you've got the one side, which is the relaxations and the breathing techniques and listening to the audios. But the other side of it is actually birth education as well. So actually learning all about birth and how it works and what your choices are and how birth partners can support you as well. And when you combine all these elements together, both the relaxations and also the education side of things, that's what helps you to reframe your thoughts about birth. So that's what helps you to release any negativity or fears that you might have and it helps to replace it with more positive and confidence and actually being prepared for birth when you combine all that together that's what hypnobirthing that's what it really is obviously that throws up all sorts of questions doesn't it because women have been giving birth since the since the dawn of time so what is it now about way the way we live our lives society whatever that that makes it more difficult for them the the stresses the strains the pressures absolutely well obviously years and years years, you know going back millions of years ago we didn't have social media we didn't have television we didn't have what we have today Um, and unfortunately in today's society whether that is television social media youtube whatever you whatever you watch there are more negative stories about birth than there are positive and when you've been surrounded by that throughout your whole life you know women that are growing up with surrounded by this especially when they're teenagers or early 20s and you're surrounded by also family and friends with their experiences you know often you say you hear a friend or a family member go oh she had the most horrific birth and also i suppose that you you've also hearing the stories about people who had a marvelous birth and everything was rainbows and unicorns and actually you're expected to almost live up to that and that's what you you might expect it to be like absolutely it's a combination it's a combination of obviously the negative stories which obviously stay in your subconscious so by the time that a woman is pregnant herself all these negative stories might be you know coming up to the conscious mind and she's remembering everything she's been hearing which adds to the anxiety and fear of birth but like you said also this expectation of having the perfect birth mm-hmm. and if it if certain things happen throughout your birth it means it's not perfect and in actual case with hypnobirthing what I tell clients is it's not about how you give birth, it's how you felt when you give birth. So even if your birth plan doesn't go according to plan and you do end up going a different journey for your birth and end up giving birth different to how you imagined, if you're still in that positive mindset, you can still have a positive birth experience. It doesn't have to be this whole perfect scenario of, oh, I did it with no drugs, oh, I did it in five minutes, oh, I only needed to push for 20 minutes. It's not about that, it's actually about feeling positive throughout the whole process and accepting how the birth journey is and how to reframe those thoughts. And also, I suppose, there are lots of stresses kind of behind the scenes, aren't there, which could go from actually do I want this baby or am I in the right relationship or do I have enough money or will I have to move Mm. or the pressure of, I don't know, mum or the in-law or or something like that Uh, or or how am I going to manage with, you know, I've got 10 kids already. It's all of those other stresses and strains as well as perhaps being 
caught on the hop and being rushed in at the last minute because something is not feeling right. It's, it's those external factors too. All those added stresses, you know, whether it's stresses from, like you say, home life that you may have already and or finance stresses. It might be um, medical stresses, like you say. So if you're being told something's not quite right, we need to induce you next week. And I know that you've actually got a podcast of your own. Uh, we'll give that a plug. And uh, you've been looking at the provision for mums-to-be in hospitals around the area. How are we at, at East Surrey Hospital, for example? East Surrey has a fantastic maternity unit. They really are good. So they have an Instagram account themselves and they regularly do Instagram lives about any updates in the maternity units, any sort of tours that they're offering. They actually offer tours to women to come look around the hospital so they can see the environment and see the differences between like the birth centre or the labour ward, which are on the same floor, but they are different areas. So yes, on a whole, they are a very excellent maternity unit at East Surrey Hospital. So you give mums-to-be a little bit of extra help yeah. you've uh, you've got your website you've got your podcast which is called let's do the plug for that so it's called the east surrey bump to baby podcast okay one local podcast supporting another yeah. which is the way it should be <laughs> and also you've got various courses and these are i can either be one-to-one courses or these can be group courses we go through the breathing techniques we go through relaxation techniques we cover all the birth education so i talk about how labor works and the why labour does what it does. I talk about the different stages of labour, the different pain relief options that you can try, whether it's natural or medicated, how to get the right birth environment in order to help, you know, feel relaxed during labour, how birth partners can support during labour, so all the techniques that they can use and the ways to keep mum calm. And then we also talk about the post-birth options, so talk about things um, which a lot of people don't know about, the delayed cord clamping and skin-to-skin and that bonding time after baby's born. Most of my courses I do from the Rygate Natural Health Centre, which is just across the road from Rygate train station. Obviously, if it's private, I tend to go to the client's house or they come to me. So I'm accredited with KGH, which is the Caffeine Graves Hypnobirthing, who's been going around for for decades. It's recognised by the Association of Midwives. It's a recognised qualification. So those are some of the courses, but also you've got a a day-long retreat. I run it with a lovely lady called Zara Vance, who does in-the-air pregnancy yoga in the area. And yep, it's on the 15th of October and it's going to involve pregnancy yoga. It's going to involve some um, birth preparation, hypnobirthing from myself. We've also got a guest coming along to do a lovely facial treatment for the ladies. It's a nice bit of luxury. A mini afternoon tea as well. And then we've got a nice, really long relaxation I'm going to do with the ladies as well. So a nice afternoon pregnancy relaxation on the 15th of October. And that's going to be in Buckland. Okay, Becca, so how can people get in touch with you? How do they learn more information and check things out for themselves? Yeah, I'm on all the social media, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So if you put on those Be Your Own Birth, you'll find me on there. And I've got lots of content on there and lots of details on there. I've also got a website, beyourownbirth.co.uk, and I've got all my course dates on there and my contact details. Planet Rygate is the indoor pool at Donnings and the water sports lake at Mercer's. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. 
So it is the Planet Rygate podcast. I'm Peter Stewart. Thank you so much indeed for listening and hopefully you're subscribing and you've told your friends as well to listen or advise them, ask them in a very nice kind of sorry way. Uh, If you're new to the show, thank you so much indeed. Where have you been in episode one? We heard from Dave Kelly about Run Rygate and and last week in episode two, we heard from a whole load of runners at the event. We spoke to them just after they crossed the finish line to find out who they were, how they did, (laughs) what on earth they were doing it for and uh, we've also been to the new leaf sustainable shop in woodhatch and the children's trust talked to them about their wedding outfit pop-up shop in red hill which is still going uh, great guns there in the belfry and also we spoke to red hill's very own mortgage mum last week as well got a few kind of community notices to tell you about in this part of the show just before we do planet rygate stars and also we're going to be hearing a bit more from dev whose garden was the most nominated in earlswood's best front garden competition run by Renee. So we'll be hearing a bit more from uh, Dev and Renee in a few minutes' time. Yeah, Red Hill Aerodrome. Uh, if you're interested in know what's been going on there, there's a public meeting in the next few days. It's actually happening on Monday at time of recording. That's uh, Monday the 2nd of October down Honeycrock Lane at the Village Hall down there. Uh, it's RH1 5DG. It's happening at 730 So uh, if you're interested to know what's happening about the Pilots Hub, Hangar 9 and so on and the community petition that was going on there in the recent past, then get yourself down there. Uh, A message from Clive Pierce on uh, Facebook says this will be our first opportunity since the closing of the Pilots Hub to voice our opinion as to why it was closed down, despite our best efforts to demonstrate to the owners of the airfield what an asset it was to us, our children and the wider community. Before that, this coming Sunday, in other words, tomorrow, uh, Sunday the 1st of October from 9.30 in the morning, there's going to be a town litter pick in Rygate. So the uh, Rygate Business Guild says if you can make it there, they're going to be kicking off, as I say, at 9.30 at the Old Town Hall. So get yourself down there, and I'm sure all the equipment's going to be provided. All you need, you've got some strong gloves, it might be useful. If you've got one of those litter picker gizmos, it might be handy. If you've got a sheaf of plastic bags and bin liners, you could take those long as well. But I'm sure most things are going to be provided for you. What else can I tell you about? Well, Emma got in touch following the success, she says, of our Rayfest event at Ray Common School in the summer, where we raised over £9,000 for the school. We're now planning for our Winter Wonderland event, which will be held on Saturday the 25th of November. So if you're a local business that would like to have a stall at the Christmas market area, they would love to hear from you. £20 pitch fee, Saturday the 25th of November, 3 till 6. They reckon 800 people are going to turn up. Friends at ray-common.surrey.sch.uk. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? But let me see if I can get my tongue around it one more time. Friends at ray-common.surrey.sch.uk surrey.sch school dot uk and emma would love to hear from you and if you do get in touch with emma if you'd like a, a pitch there if you like a stall at that particular event then um, why don't you mention that you heard about it on the planet rygate podcast we're also hearing from simon Upgrade to Rygate Priory Park Circuit Path is due to start in the next few weeks. It's going to be a Type 1 unsealed natural surface 
and they aim to complete that by the end of October. So look out, Simon says, for notices which are going to be up and about in Priory Park over the next few days so you know exactly what's going to be happening, where it's going to be happening and what area you need to avoid. Planet Rygate Stars Thanking local heroes who are out of this world. And Julie has posted shout out for the lovely girl who paid for my snacks in Holborn's Earlswood this afternoon. My contact list didn't work on my phone and I didn't have any cash on me. Thanks a million, says Julie. There are diamonds amongst us all. And also got a message from Alison. She posted on We Love Red Hill. She says an update from a post yesterday. Thank you so much to the person who handed my keys into the bus station office. My keys are now back with me this afternoon. If there's somebody that you would like to thank who's done a good deed, maybe for you, maybe your family, or maybe you just see it happening. You know, you're always in the park, whether it be Memorial or whether it be Mercer's or whether it be Priory or any of the other fantastic parks we've got across the planet Rygate area. Maybe you always see someone that's just picking up litter they're just tidying things up they don't expect recognition indeed you don't even know their name but you'd like to give them a mention on the show hello at the planet podcast.com so i'm here with uh, renee Cantor, the girl who gardens and you remember on last week's program renee announced who the winner was of the best front garden award for earlswood say they the winner really was the most nominated wasn't it Renee? It was um, this garden had more nominations than all the others put together so yeah I think we can correctly say it's the most nominated garden and we are here with Dev so Dev how many plants do you reckon you've got in your garden? Oh more than hundreds probably herbs about 25 different types and chili about probably six seven types and fern about 10 types of fern 20 different types of fuchsia, two types of banana, <laughs> loads, 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 roses, dahlias, you know. Do you know what caught my eye is because I see the garden from outside, but coming in it was the scent. Yeah. As soon as I came through the gate, I could smell the jasmine. It feels like a jungle. You know, it really, <laughs> you, you don't realise again from the outside, I think, how big things are and how tall things are as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it's wonderful. And even as we moved around this yeah. small garden, brushing against things, mm. lets off another aroma. Oh, it definitely does. And then, of course, we had our guide actually picking things for us to smell and taste, didn't we? Yeah. So all of our senses in, in Dev's garden are being stimulated, which is absolutely wonderful. How long has this been your garden? 20 years. I learned from my dad. I learned from my granddad. I learned gardening is in our, in our blood, basically, because I know from the child, from very little... Uh, how to plant something, how to make it grow, how to look after it, make it flower and everything, and, you know. uh, So as part of the nomination process for the competition, people could leave comments about why they were nominating a garden. And I will send them on to you. But the general gist, I think, came into three different categories. One, it was about the joy that your garden brought people. Yes. And the colour... Your garden is a is a late garden in the summer, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's yes. not a spring garden. No, no. So people will wait for um, Dev's <laughs> garden to come into bloom. There's something then also about you as a gardener and yeah. as a neighbour and about how 
if Dev's in the garden, you know that you can stop and have a chat. I share my knowledge, skills and experience with people, with all the people that ask me. Every day I learn something new, every day. So what, because, does, your, what does your garden give you? It gives me happiness. If I'm cooking something, I come here and, and garnish my food with all the herbs I have in my garden. And when I eat it, I eat it with, you know, mommy, and something you grow and you eat is organic, no pesticide, no chemicals, nothing in it. I'll just put them in compost and that's it. And then, but it tastes very nice. I use the flowers. I take some and put in the house. I wait sometimes to see like this one. I'm waiting to see the, the angel trumpet to open. So I wait sometimes to see what's, what's coming up next, what's coming up next. So it's always something new coming up. So this is how I am. And then when I'm here, I, I feel calm. Inside, I feel happy. You know, this is very important. I think it, it gave me good health as well, actually. <laughs> and then Sunday, there was about seven people from Italy who were looking and taking pictures. See, you must be on, they, they know. that You must be on like a good garden guide somewhere. Yeah. And so they, they, they come me, and visit. Yeah, and they ask me all the questions that, because people have got a small space, they want to learn how they can make it the way I do it. Mm. You know, they want to learn from me. And I teach them. I share my skill, my knowledge, my experience with whoever asks me. Is there one secret or one top tip that you could give any budding gardeners? It's easy. You need the time and also a little bit of knowledge. Well, <laughs> I think we just need to pause there because I have got something for you, Dev. So I just oh know to goodness. go and get it. OK. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Right, Dev. As you know, we were looking for 100 good gardens in Earlswood. I'm really yes. pleased to say that we found 105, well, but you. you were the most nominated garden. So well, not only do you get a poster for your window... Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. ...to say you were one of the 100. Wow, thank you very much. But because you were the most nominated, I really wanted to acknowledge that. And I wow. heard that you like cake. Yes. So I found this amazing Look cake at maker. This cake. Very nice cake. Who decorates cupcakes oh, as flowers. Wow. So this is that very, is, very nice. Um, a, a present for you nice. as a thank you for thank all you the joy much, that you thank bring. Thank you very much for everything you have done for us, for the competition. <laughs> thank you, my friend. <laughs> yes, so I, I would like to say thank you to Rene for organizing the, the Blooming Alsud. And also, all the people that, uh, that nominated my garden, I would like to say a big thank you to all of them. And I would like to say also thank you to everybody who has helped for me to be able to achieve this today. And also, I would like to share my skill, my knowledge, experience in gardening to everybody who wants to learn. Oh, that's wonderful. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> and even, you know, if you need some cuttings, uh, I can help you with okay. that as well. And it was an absolute joy to spend an hour or perhaps a little bit more with Dev and Renee and Dev's lovely wife as well down at 132 St John's Road, RH1 6EB. And uh, as you heard him say there, if you're passing, pop by and see whether he's in the garden, have a word with him. He'll give you a tour. He'll give you some cuttings. He'll give you some samples. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It really is well worth going down. You know, as he said there, people come from all over the world uh, and, and, and they find themselves in the Rygate Red Hill area and they hear about Dev's garden and they go down and have a little look, which is absolutely fantastic. 
Okay, 132 St John's Road, RH16EB. Thanks so much indeed to Dev and his lovely wife and to Renee as well for their time a little bit earlier on in the week. It's what the Planet Rygate podcast is all about, celebrating good times, great people, fantastic events. As we always say, it's uh, great stories from places you love and people you know. Now, have you ever been in a charity shop and you've thought to yourself, hold on, there's a bargain here. No one's noticed this. Why is this still on the shelf? And we thought exactly the same thing. We've got a brand new feature called Hidden Treasure because we put a call out to all of the local charity shops in Rygate. Uh, From memory, I think there are five or six of them. And we asked them, would you like to be involved in a brand new feature on the Planet Rygate podcast where you identify something which is a little bit special, yeah, that you want to highlight? It could be a collectible, could be rare, could be unusual, might might be a book or jewellery, tech, furniture, clothes that you'd like to promote and get a little bit more money for. And you know what? First cab off the rank, yes, 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 with the guys down at the Children's Trust on Bell Street and Rygate, which is really appropriate because they're one of many fantastic charities in the area, but also they are particularly local, as you know, because they're just over the M25 and they're based there at Tadworth Court. So we got them involved and Julie Beams is going to be on on a regular basis telling us about the hidden treasure at the Children's Trust charity shop in Bell Street in Rygate. Hidden treasure on the Planet Rygate podcast. Come and find us on Bell Street and look to the right-hand side of the shop window for our featured item. It is a stunning teak tree trunk bowl and a very, very natural. It has all nature's flaws, uh, which I'm sure every little bump and crevice could tell many, many stories of its life. It's a very special item because it's been donated to support children with brain injury. So we're showcasing it today to sell to raise as much money as possible. Looking into a little bit of research, these retail from around £60 to up to a sort of £130. So very, very unique and um, one-off pieces that weighs approximately three kilos or six and a half pounds in old money. Uh, certainly would give presents on any coffee table, console table, table centre decoration such a versatile piece containing baubles, potpourri, even other interesting items such as natural stones that you might have collected on your travels or even seashells. At its um, furthest points, it's um, about 40 centimetres wide. It has one, two, three, four sort of fingers, if you like, all the different shape, ranging from size five centimetres up to sort of 20 centimetres, um, all very different shapes and sizes. The natural sort of centre of the inverted trunk forms a bowl. Looking at the crevice and the little hole that's, I would say it looks very much like a head and shoulders silhouette. We are retailing this and offering it for just £30. So hopefully the person that will rush down and buy this, it'd be great if they'd contact hello at planetrygatepodcast.com and share on that email how they've actually used that. And should they tire of it in the future, why not donate it back? And if you're a UK taxpayer, you can sign up to our tax-efficient retail gift aid scheme, giving us permission to claim an extra 25 pence in the pound from HMRC. So everyone's a winner. 
So um, come and find us at the Bell Street Rygate for your hidden treasure. And by doing so, support children with brain injury. Thank you. Julie there from the Children's Trust Bell Street in Rygate. And as she suggested there, each item that is featured week by week on Hidden Treasure on the Planet Rygate podcast, when she tells you about it, when the podcast goes live on a Saturday morning, because we put it up in time for you to listen to the podcast while you have your Saturday breakfast, that day, that item will be going on sale at their shop. Yeah, It's not going on sale a few days before we broadcast it. We've done a deal with them. It's put to one side. It's not up for sale until they open their doors on Saturday morning. So the thing is, you've got to download, you've got to subscribe, you've got to listen to the Planet Rygate podcast. First thing on a Saturday morning, if it piques your interest, race down to the Children's Trust Bell Street in Rygate, be first in the queue, and then that item may be yours. So, hidden treasure on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, next week on the show, we're going to be hearing about the Bricks Model event, which is a day-long event, which is happening in Red Hill in a couple of weeks' time. Matt is one of the organisers, and we're going to be hearing about what is going on there. Essentially, a display of all sorts of brick games, you know, like Lego, that kind of stuff. People making them, lots of hands-on, lots of other sets and games and events and models for you to play with, to look at, to ask questions about. It's going to be a really, really big event. They've done it before and it's coming to Red Hill again. Plus, we're going to be catching up with Julie again because she's from the Children's Trust, as you've heard. And I thought it'd be really good to hear a bit more about what they do at their HQ just up the road at Tadworth. So we're going to be doing that next week. We've got a fantastic 60-second soundscape next week as well really looking forward to that one Uh, and it ties in with something we're going to be doing in episode five so please make sure that you listen and that you subscribe and you keep telling people about the planet rygate podcast yeah email hello at the planet rygate podcast.com find out more at the planet rygate podcast.com leave a text or voice message on whatsapp 07917-874-572 Follow us on Facebook, The Planet Rygate Podcast. Find us, subscribe and leave a review on your favourite podcast app. Support us at buymeacoffee.com slash theplanetrygatepodcast. The 60-second soundscape. Local natural sounds uninterrupted. We'll finish, as we always do, with our 60-second soundscape. This week, recorded at Wanham Mill, alongside the River Mole, at Betchworth on the Planet Rygate podcast.